1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
0: 971 FM Talk. On Demand Audio.
1: Ilya Shapiro back with us this afternoon. He's the Director of Constitutional Studies at the Manhattan Institute. He is our constitutional expert. Ilya, welcome back. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing all right. Any thoughts on the Super Bowl? Where were you on the Super Bowl, Ilya Shapiro?
0: Uh, I was solo dadding it this weekend. My wife's off at a firm retreat in Arizona she's from uh, Overland Park, Kansas, actually. So I, I married onto uh, a very fortuitous bandwagon. I had all my chiefs gear out. So we were pretty happy.
1: Oh dear though. Does that alert me to the fact that maybe your wife is a Kansas Jayhawker as well, Ilya? Uh,
0: no, they don't really have uh, that kind of allegiance.
1: uh, Thank goodness. In fact,
0: in fact, my mother-in-law, uh, work for in part for UMKC. So they're, they're more partial than Mizzou.
1: <laughs> all right. We like to hear that. Well, you know, one of the things that I said about the uh, the Supreme Court hearing last week is everything happened that same day with the special counsel report. And it was almost like somebody said, we repeated this on Friday. Somebody said, wow, what a long year that day was because it was such a crazy day. <laughs> so your impression, first of all, let me just start with this because I think people want to know, what is the timeline anticipation of a decision here? Let's get going with that. Do we know? Uh, regarding the, the, the Biden special yeah, counsel? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I shifted gears. I was just saying some, things were so confusing because it was that day. But on the Supreme Court, on the Colorado case in particular, do we know right, a timeline right, for a right, decision? Right,
0: right. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think, there, well, I mean, there, there, there's no set deadline. Nobody can, can get the Supreme Court a deadline, but I think they want to get it done pretty quick. I, I would expect a decision within the month. Um, you know could go longer than that, but I think they want to decide before Super Tuesday when, when the Colorado primary takes place um, and from what I heard, I mean we're either going to get a unanimous or, or eight to one decision allowing Trump to remain on the ballot, probably on so, for some technical reason, not that you know he did or did not engage in insurrection or what happened you know they 're not going to get into that merit, uh, but, but but they're going to you know, talk about the more lawyerly technicalities about whether. Section 3 of the 14th Amendment requires congressional action to be enforced uh, and other kind of related things. If you listen to the argument, uh, it it was uh,
1: pretty technical at times. So, you know, when I was I'm not the legal mind here, but I'm listening to it. And at first, you know, I even sent Fred, my producer, a text that said, well, it doesn't sound like it's going to be nine to nothing, because I thought I heard some questions at first that were maybe leaning in the other way. Then it became very clear that, no, they were. I think they were just kind of covering their bases there. And even KBJ may have been asking questions that sort of put her in the camp that might say, Okay, we can't do this in Colorado because of the implications. Right.
0: That's right. I mean, they're, they're not going to decide the case because of the implications, because of uh, you know states having uh, a patchwork of requirements for president or uh, throwing off you know, the ballot uh, one of the major parties' nominees, things like that. That's in the background atmospherically, um, but they also don't want to rule you know uh, very broadly one way or another. I think so. Uh, you're right. They're, they're, uh, even the more the more liberal justices, uh, you know, the only one with a question mark above her head, I think, is Sotomayor. But kbj and, and, and Kagan uh, are really you know concerned about uh, the implications of uh, allowing uh, say a, a state Secretary of State or even a state uh, court uh, to, uh, to to set the requirements to, to th- throw off somebody off uh,
1: the ballot. So what did you hear with Sotomayor in particular that sort of tipped maybe tipped it in the other direction?
0: Well she seemed uh, she was the most skeptical of uh, the the uh, Trump's lawyer, uh, the, the theories that he was bringing. Um, you know, it, I, I think you know Roberts is going to try to have the court speak with as much of one voice as possible. Um, there might be uh, multiple concurrences of uh, different theories. Uh, you know, all we can really tell, you know, the conventional wisdom now is that there's at least eight, maybe nine votes to keep him on the ballot, but it could be for for different
1: reasons. Is there a way of knowing what that Supreme Court protocol is behind the scenes? When you say that about John Roberts, I mean, what happens? Is there communication between the justices, between the staff? It was, is it just one of those things where we kind of expect that they know the importance and the implications that would mean for the country here? How does that work behind the scenes, Ilya?
0: At the end of every week when they have argument, they get together at a, at a closed-door conference, and it's only them. It's no clerks. Oh. It's no court staff. It's just the nine justices. And, in fact, it's tradition that the junior justice answers the door when there's a knock, when there's you know, a messenger or lunch or whatever comes. Uh, and, uh, and that's where they discuss it. They take a preliminary vote in, in reverse order of seniority uh, on each case that they have to discuss, and they, they might discuss it a little bit. Uh, but most of the communication is written. Uh, and, you know, somebody who whoever is the senior justice in the majority uh, gets to uh, either write or assign the opinion uh, and whoever is the senior justice in, in dissent also does that and they circulate their drafts and, and away we go. And somebody, you know, to, to sign on might request a change to a particular section um but it's um, th- that's how it happens
1: yeah that's fascinating so in other words let's say they get in that room and you know it looks like it's going to be 8 to 1 they say okay uh someone's going to write that you know that opinion and then it would be son of my or i guess well you're the one that would have to write the dissenting opinion because you're the only one right 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 <laughs>
0: that, 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 that's right and sometimes you know they uh the individual justices want to write concurrences for themselves and th- and that's fine uh, when it's when it's unanimous or you know for uh, uh Unique cases like this one, because it didn't come up through the normal process, it was kind of expedited. Uh, it could even be that they that they write it as a as a what's called a per curium, meaning for the court. It doesn't identify uh, the author. Uh, that could happen as well. Um, Roberts, more likely than not, if if it is indeed you know eight one or nine nothing, Roberts more likely than not would be the uh, author, just because it. Uh, you know, tends to come from the chief in in those circumstances.
1: Well, we'll have to see when this comes down. It was fascinating. You know, I don't know. There was some complaint last week from some people I thought was ridiculous that, you know, there are cameras and you can't see this visually. But I always find it just fascinating, you know, when you can hear these arguments. And that discussion the other day was really interesting. I wish more people could hear it more often.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a member of the, of the Supreme Court bar, so I can, I can go in there in the bar section whenever I want. But uh, it's very convenient to just sit and have the live audio streaming you know, in my pajamas as I'm <laughs> taking notes and, 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 and what have you. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's part of my job uh, to do that. But, yeah, it, it, since COVID, that's when they had that innovation to allow the, the live streaming audio. They didn't have that before. They just released the transcript. Uh, a week or two later be, uh, uh, before COVID. And now it's, um, it's become much more transparent. I'm, I'm hesitant
1: about uh, allowing cameras into that particular courtroom. Why is that? What would the reason be?
0: Uh, potential grandstanding or potentially, you know, affect how someone would be arguing or even how a justice would, would, would uh, what, what kind of question they would ask, how they would be, uh, uh, how those would be, uh, clips would be sliced and diced for the evening news and and, uh, and the internet. I get it. And, no, I,
1: I'm with that. you here. That's why, you know, I was curious because I kind of made fun. There was somebody a couple of people actually last week that were complaining about how this was so awful that there wasn't television coverage. And if you were watching, you know, and I, I was actually listening on the radio at some point to the to the feed on Sirius XM. So I wasn't completely sure. In fact, I even admit I think I misgendered Elena Kagan. I thought it was uh, a male voice at times. She's got a deep voice. But you, you, you have everything you need with the audio feed. And if you're in front of a TV, they'll tell you, they'll identify who the justices are. So I, I like the idea of having the feed. And I can completely understand your criticism with TV because it might get a little crazy there.
0: Well, look, transparency sometimes harms democracy. Look at look at Congress. Nothing gets happens on the floor of the, of the House or the Senate. Uh, they make speeches to an empty chamber or, or in committees. It's all uh, kabuki theater. The only committees that are get any work done are the uh, the closed door intelligence committees where where there are no TVs. So sometimes it's better uh, for the process, whether legislative or or judicial, uh, to have uh, um, some 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 breathing room from the public
1: eye. Ilya, unbeknownst to you, you just described exactly what's happening in the Missouri Senate for the last month and a half of our session. Congratulations on that. Listen, hey, thank you very much. Uh, We always appreciate tell your wife, go Chiefs, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you.